This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. We are not troubled anymore. We receive the peace of God that passes all understanding. We speak to the troubled waters. Be calm. We speak to the troubled situations. Be calm. We speak to the troubled minds. Be calm. We speak to the troubled families. Receive the calmness of God. The Prince of Peace is hovering. The governor among nations is in the dark and is overseeing our lives. And so we rebuke, we reject, we come against everything that is caused storm and wind. And we receive the peace of God, even in your career and in your business. Glory to God in the highest. Simple instructions. So if you go to our app, we have a church app. If you go to our church app, it's already loaded up. And it's under the someone notes. You'll see it says someone, uh, someone two. Simple, someone notes two. Simple instructions. You're going to follow me this morning. I believe the Lord will minister to your heart. It's going to be a little bit different the way we're going to do it this morning. I'm going to be reading a lot of it. Because I believe I want God to minister to your heart. So it's quite interesting to know that in this day and age, and even in our minds, we are always trying to reach for complicated, convoluted, and high-sounding ideas and concepts about God. It's as if God is somewhere, and He's so high and lofty. Of course, He is. But God reduced Himself to a seed. That was kept in the womb of a woman for nine months, even though it's high, to show you the love that he has in his heart for us. And so when God asks us to do anything, most of the time we feel it's just too high to do. It's just impossible to do. As a matter of fact, if you go to any church, or if you are beside anyone and you hear that what God is asking you to do, they said it cannot be done. You, you better leave that person. You better leave that church. There is nothing, absolutely nothing in the word of God that we cannot do. Because our God is not a slave master. He's a loving and caring father. And it has the best of your interest at heart. And so, what happens is that in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, the Bible says, But I fear lest by any means, as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, the serpent is, is, is the enemy, is Satan. Very subtle. When you say something is subtle, you almost will not see it. 
you are, you are going to always almost be ignorant of it. And it says, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So there's a simplicity of message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to the Lord. Repent. Believe in your heart. Confess from your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You will be saved instantly. Before you move your finger or anything, you're you're already saved and received into the kingdom. But it's so simple to be true, right? Because we're looking for complications. Maybe you have to go and fast for 10 weeks first before you call on Jesus to save you. Maybe you have to call on the, the commandments of the Lord are not grievous. As many as will call upon him in sincerity of their heart, he will receive them. Hallelujah. Stop looking at yourself. Look unto God. For many years, I always say what I'm going to tell you. I'm a good guy. I don't steal anybody's money. I go my own way. I have my own apartment. I go to do whatever I want to do anytime I want to do it. I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just a cool guy. For many years, I was saying that stupid stuff. As a matter of fact, every Sunday morning from my hangover, Sunday morning, sometimes maybe I'm still in my, you know, Agbada or whatever because I, I'm always a very lazy person. Once I get, I, I sleep like that. So sometimes Sunday morning, I'm flipping the channels. I see a preacher preaching, I'm laughing. <laughs> I say, my goodness, God must have a huge sense of humor. For me to be talking about him today. Meanwhile, I will be telling myself, I'm okay, I'm good, I'm a great guy. Great without God is nothingness. If you have all of the money in the whole white world, you don't have Jesus. You are nothing. Absolute nothing. As a matter of fact, the, the money, the whole money in the whole white world cannot buy a single soul. That's what the scripture says, sir. It says, when a soul comes to the Lord, the whole host of heaven, they're rejoicing. Just one soul that comes to the Lord. In other words, what I'm saying is this. We need to obey God. The instructions of God are simple instructions. What is in the heart of God is love and care. And so whenever God says to do something, just do it. Just do it. Don't let your mind deceive you. We just read the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. In fact, Psalms 119, verse 30 says that the entrance of the words of God, it gives light and it brings understanding unto the simple-hearted. In other words, if your mind is complicated, you won't be able to receive it. If your mind is filled with hardness, you won't be able to receive the instructions that is given you. And so I said, though the instructions from the Lord are simple to comprehend and to obey, yet our minds, we get it complicated and we find it difficult to obey the Lord. 
Brethren, I want us to know something this morning. That our Lord Jesus Christ is simple to understand. If it's simple to understand, it's simple to obey. There's nothing complicated and grievous about the Lord. God is not sitting somewhere with a big stick ready to hammer you down. No. That's not the kind of God that I have in my scriptures. God is willing and ready to receive you. Even when you have made a mistake. If you repent and turn back from your wicked ways. He said, you will call upon me and I will receive you back to myself. Hallelujah. But of course, whenever you do something wrong, the enemy will say, it's all right, it's okay, don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. You're not the only one doing it. Every other person is doing it. Did you see the person that is doing it? The enemy likes to bring subtlety to our heart to deceive us. It's called guile, G-U-I-L-E, cunningness and deception of the evil one so that we do not obey the Lord. First John chapter 5 or 3, it says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. What God's instructions are, they are not overbearing. They are not going to kill you. They are going to save you. The, the, the commandments of God will give you life. It will save you from bondages of sin and, 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 and chains of death. And, and, and what we just prayed about this morning. Storms, troubled minds. When you take hold of what God says, he says, I am the prince of peace. Take my peace. I give it to you. You receive the peace of God. Whatever is troubling your mind, it just, just quietens it. Hallelujah. Our God is a good God, a caring Father. Who is mindful of our lives, is interested in our well-being. And it is God's desire that we prosper and we succeed in all that we do. Third John chapter, third John verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That's why I knew that this morning somebody's here that will prosper in their soul. Somebody's here that will prosper in their spirit. And, and, and I said that you should lay your hands on your and any part of your being. That the spirit of the Lord that is here will make you whole. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected hand. Job 7, 17. God is mindful of you. If you are mindful of someone, that means the thought of that person is continuously in your heart. It means you are always thinking of that person. Unfortunately, if that person would not reciprocate, if that person would not move close to you, you would not be able to tell them what you have in your heart for them. Is that right? And so the instructions... 
of what God has in his heart for us, they are contained in the Holy Scriptures. What he has for us, they are there in the book that we have in our hands right now. However, for us to prosper and succeed in all that we do, we must follow the Lord and obey his simple instructions. We cannot afford to go on our own tangent. No one succeeds outside of God. Yeah, I can say that again and again. No one succeeds outside of God. Whatever you call success that is outside of the Lord Jesus Christ is nothing else. It's nothing. It has no record in heaven. It's just in the realms of men here. Money. We go. You can't you won't even find it. Money grow wings. We have seen people that have money. They wake up today with money, the next day they are gone, even with the money. There's no record anymore. But do you know that what you come to give every year, every day on Sunday, there's a record of your giving in heaven. <laughs> we put too much importance on money. There's nothing wrong with money. I'm, I'm, I'm working so that I can have money and live good life myself. But the love of money is the root of all evil. It makes us to put emphasis unduly on money. And of course, we have seen recently that except you have God in your life, even if you have money, you will not be able to use your money well. Praise the Lord. And so... It's important for us to follow the Lord. So the question that we want to ask is, how did our minds get corrupted? What happened to us? Why is it that we don't follow the instructions that are simple and easy to understand and obey? We go back to Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. And this is what you should always do every time. Anytime you have a question in your heart about anything, try to go back to the beginning. Because the book of Genesis is the book of beginnings. There is nothing that is in your life that you cannot trace back to the scriptures. Absolutely nothing. So Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any other beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Look at that question that the enemy was asking Eve. Had God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now, if God created them, was he going to make them go hungry? God didn't say that. He, he flipped over what God said. We can actually go to the, the, the previous chapter in verses uh, uh, in chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, to find out exactly what did God tell Eve, Adam, actually. Genesis 2, 15 to 17, it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of a garden, thou mayest freely eat. Did you hear that? But the next verse is where the enemy was perverting and was switching around. 
says, but of a tree of a knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. But when the enemy came to Eve, he asked, did God say that you should eat of every tree of the field? No, that's not what God said. And of course, the enemy began to persist and persist and persist until Eve gave him. Because she did not remember what God said. Because the enemy corrupts her mind with subtlety and she could no longer understand what God was, was told them. So another question we must ask is, why do we like to disobey the simple instructions of the Lord? Why? I said the first reason is plain ignorance. Plain ignorance. Plain ignorance. No idea, no knowledge, no information of what God has said regarding your life. We are ignorant of God's instructions that we are lacking in knowledge. And we don't even realize the extent of our disobedience. You're living in, in huge disobedience. You don't even know because you didn't even know what he has said regarding your life. Hosea, he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Psalms 119, he says, why we shall a man cleanse his way by taking heed according to the word of God. He says, thy word, in verse 11, I heed it in my heart. The word, the instructions, the knowledge of what he has told me is in my heart so that I will not disobey the Lord. I will keep whatever he says. Another reason why we disobey the simple instructions of the Lord is because of deception, lies, and subtlety of the evil one. As we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, the evil one perverts the word of God. The evil one is a perverter, is a destroyer. He likes to add or remove something from the word of God so that he can get people confused. And whenever the evil one perverts the word of God in our minds, then our mind is not anchored on the truth of God. And of course, the salvation that we need from God is eluded. Because God is bound by his word. God will never, ever, it will never happen. that he will do something that you can't find in his word. No, it's not possible. So, if you don't know what's in the word, how will you know what he has said about your life? Why do we disobey the Lord? Plain rebellion. Just hard-headedness. Plain rebellion, hard-headedness. Meaning we know the truth. We are only refilling with the mercy and the long-suffering of the Lord. May we not frustrate the mercy and the compassion of God over our lives in the name of Jesus. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. But God is long-suffering towards what? God doesn't want anyone to perish. That shows the love that is deep in the heart of God. In other words, he's ready to give you another chance. You know, actually, when I was thinking about this, you know, 
early this morning, one thing that came to me is bouncing back. A lesson in resilience. You are going to bounce back in the name of Jesus. Whatever instructions of God that you have flouted, I stand in the name of Jesus. As you pick those instructions again, and you obey the Lord, you will bounce back. Whatever you have lost, you will regain. You will be restored in the name of Jesus. You will be restored in glory. You will be restored in honor. In fact, greater, bigger, far better than you have ever been. As you obey the instructions of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Some of us will believe too much in our hearts against the word of God. Oh my goodness. Anytime anything that is contrary to the word of God comes to your heart, reject it. So to be a Christian, you have to be stubbornly optimistic. Obstinately optimistic. If you said it, that is it. If you don't yield, your problem will yield. If you said it, that is it. But, but, but most of us, we get persuaded by so many other things that are around us. We get persuaded by the lies that the enemy already puts in our heart. It's not going to happen. Who told you? Did he say that? First John chapter 3, verse 20. It says, if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Neglect your heart and speak the word of faith. That word will cancel what is in your heart. But if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. He knows all things, beloved. If our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. Why do we disobey God? Enticement and loss that the enemy dangles before us. As it is written in 4 John chapter 2, 16. The loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life. Compare this to Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Brethren, what do we need to do to overcome this subtlety of the evil one? I said here, come to the Lord with a simple and honest heart in order for you to understand and be able to obey him. God is very simple but powerful. I think it's hard for us to comprehend that. Because we, we live in the, in the realm of blood and flesh. And we are always seeing people that are, you know, very, uh, as a matter of fact, it's one of the things that we are trying to do to build your, your muscles so that people will know you are a macho man. There's nothing wrong with that. The scripture says uh, bodily exercise profited little. So you can do it. But we have seen people that are not that strong. They can still, you know, bring people that are strong down. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. In other words, we always use what we see in the mental realm to relate to God. And when you do that, you're going to fall short. Because God is a spirit. He doesn't live in the realms of human flesh. Those that worship him, worship him in truth and in spirit. If you are not born again, you cannot know this God that we're talking about. Because you don't have a spirit. 
And, and so, once we fall, we need to pick ourselves up again and repent and ask God to forgive us. We don't push things aside. We confess our sins and say, Lord, I have done this again. Lord, forgive me in the name of Jesus. Because when you don't confess your sin and you just go about, the enemy will bring that back before the Lord. That's what he does. Whenever the children of God appear before the presence of God, the enemy usually will bring their failings, their failures back to God and say, look at your children. This is what they have done. But if you have already confessed it, it's already swept under the blood. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, somebody. And so this morning, I just want you to know that you need to come to God with a simple and honest heart in order for you to understand and obey him. Psalms 19, verses 7 to 8. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple-hearted. In other words, you can only receive wisdom if your heart is simple. Most of us, we come to God already with presumptions, and you already have something in your heart. You're not going to receive nothing. So the best way to relate with God is to come from a position of, I don't know God. I'm ignorant. I know nothing. Ah, God's heart will, will open up. It's just, if, you have, if you're a father and your daughter comes to you, you must be a, and say, Dad, I don't know this. Will you teach me? You must be a foolish dad if you know it and you don't teach it. You, you, will, you will, you will. But if your daughter comes to you and says, God, I already know this. Already, you just leave. Okay, go ahead and do it. And then she falls. You look at her again. She falls, then you pick her up and say, you do it this way. So when you are relating with God, you come from a position of, Lord, I don't know. Open my eyes of understanding. Don't come with idols already in your heart. Don't come with presumptions of what you really want to do and you are not really seeking for guidance. If you want blessing of what you have already chosen, you can ask him for that. If it's within his will, he may bless it. Amen? But the wise thing to do is to say, Lord, here I am. Show me the way forward. I don't know it. I need your guidance. I need your help. I'm confused. Then you pick up the word of God. Begin to read it. Amen? Or you might just stand up and just say, Lord, you are so good. Just, just begin to sing praises to God. Just, just commune with the spirit of God in conversation. And then you will hear a voice that will tell you regarding what you need. If you don't hear a voice and you go to sleep, you might have a dream. If you don't have a dream, you might meet someone that will be talking about something that's related to what you're asking the Lord. God is an orchestrator and a master planner. So you have to keep your mind open to the possibilities in God. Don't think one way. This is the way. No. Open your heart and say, Lord, wherever you lead me, I will go. And let the Spirit of the Lord work in you to show you what he's telling you to do. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says, God satisfies the longing soul. The soul that is longing, the soul that desires to know him, he receives him. Psalms 107 verse 9. He satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry with his goodness. As a matter of fact, in Luke chapter 1 verse 53, the Bible says, He had filled the hungry with good things and the rich, he sent them away empty-handed. So to come to God, you must be empty. In order to receive from him, he doesn't give to those that already have because they, they, they don't need him. You see, that's why people that depend on their money will say, we don't need God. Of course, they don't need God, and they won't find him. Except you know that God is greater than what you have, and you seek and desire him, and of course, he will receive you. There's no one that comes to God that God will send away. Amen? As many as will come to him, he will receive them. If you repent and say, Lord, I ask that you will receive me, and you repent of your bad ways, the Lord will receive you. You know, one other thing that we can do is to ask for the Holy Spirit to enable you to obey the Lord. You know, it's very hard for you to be able to obey the Lord completely by yourself if you don't have His Spirit in you. So if you are not born again, you are not going to be able to obey Him. You have to be born again first. Receive His own Spirit. Before you are able to now relate back to him and hear and obey what he's telling you. And so you need the spirit of God to be able to obey God. And you can always ask for infilling of the spirit. You can ask the Lord to fill you again and again. You also have to deal with your ignorance and learn to get rest for your weary minds. By spending time with the word of God. Ask the Lord to impart his knowledge onto your heart and your mind so that you can grow in knowledge, in wisdom, and in understanding. I want us to read 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, all hypocrisies and envies, and all evil speakings. Now, this description here, let's go back to that verse 1. Look at it. Malice, guile, hypocrisies, envies, and evil speakings. Those things, they conflict with the word of God every time and all the time. Wherever you find these things, the word of God will never be there. Never. These things will choke it out. They chase it away. So you read the word. You can't remember. It's because you check your heart. These things are there. But if you will purge your heart and say, Lord, remove malice from my heart in the name of Jesus. 
remove God from my heart, hypocrisies. I want to do what I say I want to do. I want to do what the word of God says I should do. If you take envies and jealousies and, and backbiting out of your heart, when you hold the word of God, he says, because it's found a good soil. But when these things are there, you will be choked out. In fact, you read it, you stand up, you can't remember. Because the soil of your heart is not soft enough to allow the word of God to grow. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, desire, after you lay apart, after you lay aside, now embrace the sincere make of the world. And when you embrace it, you begin to grow in knowledge. You begin to remember what he has told you. But you know, the enemy will rather want you to remember what that brother said against you than for you to remember what the word of God says about you. Because that's the way it's going to get you. And so you remember what that brother said and what that sister said about you even more than what the word of God says about you. You are killing yourself. You are denying yourself the goodness that is in the word of God. Why don't you embrace what God says and say, you know what? I believe your word concerning my life. When in John chapter 9, the man was made whole. The one that was oh, oh, about 40 years old. The Pharisees went to him. They were asking, is it, is it true? Did he make you whole? Is it true? <laughs> the man said, I don't know. Well, all I know is that I was lame before. But now, he was jumping. He was jumping, singing praises to God. He was dancing. The Pharisees came to him. Did he actually make you whole? Who is that guy? <laughs> he, he, he just neglected them. If you know what God has said about you, you ought to focus on what he has said. Leave the noise out. You know what happens to people? People can easily be persuaded. If you can stand firm, but when you are moved by what they say, you, you can't go far. May the Lord help in the name of Jesus. You are going to stand on your feet this morning. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.